podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Valeria Tellez interviews Kay Doran. She is an entrepreneur, facilitator, speaker, women's leadership and life coach, and shamanic healer and creator of Inner Expressions. Kay is an unshakable optimist dedicated to helping women become the person they most desire to be. Her vision is to empower women with self-worth and the ability to create change. She does this by supporting women to feel and know their inner power. Kay lives with a foot in both worlds, physical and spiritual. Working with her unique blend of gifts in connection, knowing, shamanic energy, sound healing, and accredited master life coaching, Kay brings women back to the source of who they truly are, and she takes the complex and makes it simple so they can get back into the driver's seat of their life. Kay knows that true leadership starts from within, hence her business name, Inner Expressions. She is a wife, mother, and a grandmother. Kay has been working with women for three decades and working on herself longer. She is a continual work in progress. Kay's motto is, the power of change is in your hands. Meet Kay on kdoran.com. Here is the interview with Kay Doran. In your own words, who is Kay Doran? Kay Doran's a very eclectic woman. There are many, many different aspects to me, and I've learned over the years to let all of them uh, have a place in my existence. And I'm also a woman who lives with a foot in both worlds. So for me, the spiritual serves the physical and the physical serves the spiritual. And I'm very much about doing the journey and doing what I call the hero's journey. I also read the same information in your biography. Kay lives with a foot in both worlds, physical and spiritual. What is the spiritual world? What is to be spiritual? What is it to be spiritual? Gosh, that's a that's sort of a big question. I mean, you know, we are all ultimately spiritual. Everything in its purest form is energy, and we are energy. And you know, and physics has, has proven that that uh, we're all just vibrating like the table vibrates. It's it's an energy. We're just all vibrating at a different rate, and that the whole of the universe and all that there is actually exists within us. So, for me to be spiritual is recognizing that tapping into that inner source within us, you know, and tapping into that voice of knowing power and potential and being guided by that and living that and integrating the experiences 
that we have actually have externally um, and bringing that understanding and that knowing to it so that we can um, evolve. It really resonates true to me, absolutely. And I wonder why so many of us think quite differently. I have this saying, Valeria, that truth is beyond the shadow of the belief system, you know, and that you have to start with a belief, but really the journey is about moving beyond that belief system and actually into the truth. I mean, there are things that I've experienced in my journey that I didn't want to believe or didn't necessarily believe, but the truth reveals itself beyond that. And that when we have a belief, you know, that's when you want to gather the other people to validate what you believe. I call it gathering the army, you know, but when you're, when you're actually in the truth beyond the belief system, you don't need to gather anybody. You don't need to convince anybody of anything. You just know it, be it, live it, breathe it. That has to do with trust, right, Kay? Trusting our intuition, trusting what we know to be true. Definitely. And, you know, everyone uses the word intuition. I'm, I'm very much about the power of words. And I don't necessarily like to use the word intuition because my experience is people feel like that's a little bit of an airy fairy thing. That's, it's not something that's a, an integrated part of us, but it actually is. So you'll hear me speak of it in terms of the voice of knowing. You know, knowing, when you say the word, the voice of knowing, there's no doubt then when you're listening to that voice, is there? Mm, true. So it, true. And it's an integral part of who we are. And then I extend it and take it a little bit deeper. So it's the voice of knowing power and potential. Because to me, that, that intuitive voice, that voice of knowing is connected to the divine, the I am of all that there is, but it's also connected to an aspect of ourself that's moving us forwards, that's calling us forwards because it's a, it's a future aspect of us already going, you've already done it. You've already done it. Come, come and meet the outcome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's sort of multi, multifaceted, that <laughs> voice within. It is still a process or a practice, I would say, of trusting that voice and living. Yeah. 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 And, and part of that comes from understanding. You know, when we can understand and make sort of sense of, that helps us build the trust. And, you know, absolutely, you know, part of that is the journey of that trusting and that letting go and, you know, feeling like you're taking a risk to follow what that voice is guiding you to. But the more you do that and the more you experience the successful outcomes and the story unfolds, you know, it's like building a relationship. Good relationships take time, don't they? You know, you learn to trust one another and accept and, you know, go through everything until you've got this sort of feeling of an unbreakable bond with certain people. So it's the same thing. Any good relationship takes time, you know, okay, so I'm going to trust that voice. And then you have, you know, you have that successful, surprising outcome. So the voice gets louder, the bond gets stronger, the bond gets deeper. It's, you know, you can do it another analogy like building a muscle. You know, the more that you, the, the more that you work out your right arm, the stronger your right arm becomes. Um, and the more you actually tune into, you know, I like to use all these different analogies because people will tap into a different response, like tuning into a radio station. 
you know, now my voice of knowing has been quite loud <laughs> all my life, <laughs> mm. all my life. Wow. And, um, you know, for some people, it was there and then it sort of dims or, you know, but the thing is, we've all got it. That's what I love about it. We've all got it. It's just some people are tuned in or have a stronger relationship with it than others, but relationships can be built. Do you still feel like you're making choices or it's still sometimes a challenge to choose or it's so much easier when you trust the voice of knowing? Oh, you know what? It's so much easier. And it's about the integration. Remember, you know, earlier on I said the spiritual serves the physical and the physical serves the spiritual. So, you know, I, I work with the both worlds. So here's an example of that. You know, when I'm making a choice, I'll go through things logically, you know, the positives and the negatives and, and you know, the potentials of where can this lead me? And then I, you know, I sort of register that and then I'll listen to my voice of knowing and, and, and that'll tie in. And then there are certain shamanic practices that I can do that gives me that guidance. So I, when I make a choice, it's that holistic choice. I've used everything within me from both realms to make then that confident choice. Does that make sense? That was really my question. I'm wondering how it feels, but it seems like from what you're saying that there is a process. You go through the mind, the logic. So it doesn't really take away the processes of choosing. No, and sometimes that can, that can all of that can happen very quickly. And, you know, the thing is that, that, that voice of knowing. So here's an interesting thing about this, because a lot of people get caught up in, if something's not working out the way I want it to, um, then it's not meant to be. Right, right. But that's not true. I've faced many challenges at times, but that voice of knowing has kept me going. So here's, here's, here's an example. We're, we're putting new flooring throughout our home, some timber laminate. You know, now I went to, to one place and get samples. And obviously I do my due diligence. So we go to another one. And then we got to the third one. And the gentleman's like, oh my gosh, if you've got sun coming in through the back door, you can't use any of it. You know, so then it feels like, okay, that process, that choice has been put a stop to. But things continue on to unfold. And then the information comes through from someone else of, yes, you can, but it depends on the make of the product and, and who's done it and all these varying things. So, okay, the process starts again. Then someone comes out to give a pricing and he's quite rude and quite arrogant and, and the price skyrockets. So it looks like it's going to stop again. Right. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. that voice of knowing was like, no, go back in and speak to them. And then, you know, so it was on again, off again, on again, off again for varying reasons. And then as I handed back all the samples and went, oh my gosh, okay, this is done. Getting all too difficult. Come on. What do I do here? Do I just drive home? And we leave it for now. Or, and this voice of knowing went, go into that two doors up, there was another place. And I'm like, okay. I, and I, so I walk in and the guy's like, oh. And I said, look, I'm really just looking. I think this is my story. And then everything unfolds with ease. Everything fell into a price range that was right, a product that was great. You know, the, the, the men started working on the place yesterday. This gentleman was coming in on the weekend and <laughs> let me do this for you and let me do that for you. And do you know what I mean? So, yeah. and I've had other experiences where it looks like something's not working, but it is. It's, it's moving you again, that level of, I suppose, 
you know, faith and go within and find solutions. And then if it is the dead end, okay, I'll let go, I'll walk away. And then that voice is like, go in there. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes we're, we're challenged to, you know, we're, we're being directed. So we've had the idea going, okay, we were going to do this in five, six years time. No inspiration, aspiration came to do it now. But we kept getting dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end. And I could easily go, okay, this is just not meant to be. <laughs> or it's like, you show me, show me. Do I walk away? Do we let go? And then that voice is go into that building there go into that shop and then the flow comes because sometimes we're all so tight. Well, how much do you want this? You know what it sounds to me? Like it's playful in a way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? It sounds like a play, like a dance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what? We need to get comfortable with the challenges at times. Right, right. You know, yeah, it, it, it sort of, it's only stressful if you go against something. So I had frustrations, don't get me wrong, you know, I had frustrations. But yeah, it is sort of like, come on, what, what's going on here? You know, what's, show me the way. And it, it, is, it is sort of playful if you just let go and don't try to control and just keep asking for that guidance and taking those steps. You know, and it really is interesting because it's like going for the goals, that the things you aspire to for change. You know, it's it's also moving beyond that comfort zone, getting getting out of your own way. And, you know, I always have this saying, you know, a river flows over and around the obstacles. And that's what we need to learn to do. And, you know, I learning, you, you use that word trust. Learning to trust the process, regardless of the outcome. Ah, oh, yeah, makes me breathe deeper <laughs> just by thinking about it. The universe, God, great spirit, whatever word you like to use, doesn't really matter. But it's got our back mm, because if yeah. if everything that exists is within us, then then we are the universe. We are the divine. We are great spirit. Whatever word you like to use you know, we are the I am, then the more that we can surrender and align and live from that, then we can sort of flow with that. And it's like, you know, knowing that the universe is always organizing itself for my successful outcome. I really thank you for saying that again, because we need to be reminded of these things all the time. Yeah. And it's simple, but it's not always easy because it takes the constant discipline to, you know, stay plugged into that power source. So it's a little bit like if I unplug my laptop, well, eventually it's going to flatline, isn't it? Bang, power, it's drained, it's gone. And this is what we do in our own lives. So, you know, meditation and, and different practices are so important because that's us plugging into that power source that voice of knowing power and potential within. If we don't constantly plug in and, and charge and connect with that energy, then we will flatline in our lives, you know, where we just stay the same and it becomes mundane and boring and, oh, is this all there is? And I call that flatlining. What do you think or feel is the purpose of the human experience, Kay? The purpose of the human experience is to explore to grow, to expand, and to integrate 
you know, so on the spiritual journey, you know, people will talk about guides, but that's not external. We're supposed to integrate. You know, people talk about the higher self, but we're supposed to integrate that energy into the body, into the here and now, into the present. Um, so we can continue to grow, expand, explore, and remember who we actually are, you know, and we're not broken. We're not damaged. And that's what we need to remember. We actually are already whole and perfect and imperfect, you know. It goes back to that dance, that playfulness, yeah, the paradoxes of life. You know, this is a, this is a playground <laughs> yeah. for the soul, for the spirit to come in and, and to, you know, you, you were talking about, you know, sounding playful. It, it, this is to me is like a playground for us to, you know, what an honor to actually come into the physical form to forget and have to remember, you know, that's exciting. Like you say, it's if we stay connected and integrated with that universal force, then it's so easy to live life like this, to experience this, whatever this is, uh, in such a way, in a pleasant and joyful way. And to then keep doing everything cyclical. So, you know, it's the becoming. And then as you feel like you have become, then you're going to begin again and become even more, you know, and then become even more and then become even more. I'm so much more at 55, nearly 56 than I ever imagined myself to be. You know, I'm, I'm not, when I think back to my childhood, that's like a whole different lifetime. When I think back to my 20s, that's a whole different lifetime. It really feels like a different life, a different time because I keep evolving and becoming and exploring more of, you know, myself, the world within me and the world around me. When did you discover or uncover this uh, deeper understanding about life, Okay. That's a really interesting question because when I was a child, I used to lay in bed at night quite young and I would say, I know I have to be here, but just take me home tonight. Do you know what I mean? So there was always a sense of the something, but I didn't really, I didn't understand it. I just knew it. Does that make sense? And that's what I love. You don't always have to understand when you have to know it. Yes. But probably... It, it, it sort of, again, was an unfolding. I had a um, quite a big car accident when I was about 18 or so. And um, long story short, you know, it, no one could fix the, the pain that I was actually in. So my mother, bless her, said, you're just stressed, go learn to meditate. And I actually learned to meditate with my eyes open through the Raj Center. And that's actually a really powerful process to learn. But then I actually had an experience with what I call my God you know, and I, my eyes were wide open and you, in this meditative practice, you look, you just pick one spot to focus on and to breathe and just focus on that one spot. And there was this pinhead of light, just pinhead that was so bright, it's indescribable. And I'm sort of blinking like, what, what? And then it shot across the room bang, straight into my chest. It's, I sort of felt pushed back into the chair. And then this explosion of energy that was just, love doesn't even seem like a word that fits, overwhelming. And things sort of changed from there. And then the exploration came through, med- you know, further meditation and, and things started to 
to happen where I went to a group, you know, I sort of like, okay, I'm cutting this story really short, but <laughs> went, okay, an intuitive message to go around Australia. So I packed up my 11-month-old daughter with my husband at the time and spent everything we had on getting everything set up and went around Australia for what was supposed to be six months and it actually turned into nine months. But I was up in Cairns walking along the street and suddenly I turned into this building and my husband at the time like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And I just went up the stairs, came into this beautiful little sort of new agey bookstore. This woman came out. She'd obviously had a client with her and she looked at me and we just locked eyes and she said, you're here to see me. And I'm like, I think I am, but who are you and what do you do? Anyway, this woman did a reading. She started with the I Ching and did cards and she was amazing. She actually described everything I'd gone through on that trip. Colours of walls of rooms that I'd stayed in and places that I'd been, like so descriptive that there could be no doubt, you know. Right, yeah. Truth is beyond the shadow of the belief system. And at the end of it, she said to me, you've got this incredible ear and you're not listening properly. You're not understanding it. And I'm like, okay, thank you. (laughs) And she told me things of my future and that I'm like, well, I don't know, that doesn't make sense. But as we walked out, I bought a couple of books and we're walking down the street and I was telling my husband and then suddenly that voice of knowing that I, that has guided me all my life that, you know, when I try to talk to my mother and my mother wouldn't really respond and I'd walk away and that voice would explain to me what was going on for my mother, why, all the rest of it would always answer and explain things to me. That voice just went, don't you understand, Kay? I'm guiding you. And I don't know, it was like click, 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 things sort of locked into place. You know, went to a meditation group when I got home and this person was supposed to be channeling and I don't, if this person was channeling, it wasn't particularly of truth. And as people would ask questions and this nonsense would be spoken, that voice in me was going, tell the people this, tell the people this, tell the people this. And after a while, the throat would get tight. So I'd go, okay. And then I would say what was there. <laughs> and people would just look at me and go, oh my gosh, I've got chills. And and it sort of grew from there. And then I tried to find mentors and, and I found that um, a lot of the community of these people were nasty, obviously caught in ego. But you know what? It did me a favor. I kept getting forced back within to listen to that voice, to meditate, to pray and And then things just sort of evolved from there. Do you offer services, intuitive, not intuitive, let's not use that word. That's interesting to know. I use that word a lot and I quite like it. (laughs) But now... (laughs) No, it's it's fine. And and I'm fine with the word intuition. I suppose the, the reason I changed the language of that is because I'm, you know, my aim is to solidify the acceptance of that word within individuals. So when I say to someone, your voice of knowing, then they, that because it's a knowing, it, it, it's like it does, it rewires the brain a little bit to further acceptance, to the integration of that. Oh, I can try, in, like intuitively, I can trust that. It's my knowing. Do you know what I mean? So it's more like um, I'm wanting to evolve that word into a place that, that really puts the stake in the ground for people, if that makes sense. The way you're saying it, it's, um, it just requires 
trust. It's already here. It's not something to be found. Um, yeah, and I love that. That's refreshing. So my question was about when we are looking for guidance uh, from other people, people like yourself, to answer some questions about life, you know, because we have not trained yet our intuition or the voice. We're not listening to the voice of knowing. What are the signs that we have found the right person to guide us? Do you have some suggestions? Yeah, first thing is that person's literally going to guide you. So they're not going to be an authority over you. They're going to guide you back into that self so you can be empowered. And, you know, I'm a women's leadership and life coach and shamanic healer. But, you know, the leadership for me is is the leadership within. So when you come away feeling like someone is simply guiding you through a particular terrain, through the understanding and the knowledge and the practices, so that you too can stand and rise and shine. That's when you know it's the right person. You know, they're not just speaking at you, they're actually taking you on a journey because they want you to become the own your own leader in your own life, if that makes sense. They're not just there to, you know, they don't want you sitting at their feet to, you know, oh my gosh, the guru. They want to stand at your side with you a little bit like, you know what, I'm on this journey, but I'm going to reach back and I'm going to pull you, you know, pull you up so you can find your strength, so you can find your wisdom, so you can find your truth and express authentically who you are. So we need to be attentive to somebody that's trying to guide us in a, telling us exactly what to do and how to do it. Yeah. And you know what? Also someone who's willing to help us unmask. So there are times, you know, that, that I will have to say things to people it always comes from love. It's always delivered with love. It's got no judgment in it. But sometimes you have to name things to claim things, you know. So even doing the shadow work, the aspects of ourselves that we've not yet been willing or or unable to see and the, you know, the, the way we trick ourselves and the, you know, the deeper patterns of where we're coming from, you can't gloss over that stuff. But again, so someone who's going to, who's going to deliver um, truth and some of the tough stuff, but in a way that is completely non-judgmental, loving and supportive, again, because they're the guy that's done the work themselves as well and doing the work, you know, and if you're sitting there with someone and you're seeking some someone, you know, to, to help you through this stuff, if they're actually saying that they're, that they're there, that they've done it, <laughs> yeah. um, be wary. Because I've been doing, I've been working with others for 30 years, working on myself for longer, and I'm still a work in progress. Remember I said that evolution, then there's the next, the next element, the next element, the next element. So I feel very empowered, but there's more empowerment within me yet to come. Mm. There's more knowing of who I am yet to come and explore. You know, there's always more, there's always more, there's always more. So if someone's sort of claiming, you know, I met someone once, a friend was dating um, someone or in a long-term relationship with this person and he kept elevating himself above everybody else. And that's why I always say a good healer will continue to see others for healing. A good coach will continue to be coached by others. And that's one of my understandings that there's no destination. It's always a process, evolving process, uh, evolution, right? Yeah. And that, that's what's beautiful about it. Yeah, it is, Kay. I, I absolutely agree. I call it playfulness. It's playful. It's fun, actually. Not having a destination. 
Yeah, but there 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 are momentary destinations. Okay, right. so you aspire right. to you aspire to create change in a particular area of your life, and you do the cycle and the journey and get past the comfort zone, and you know you do have that moment of arriving and getting to play there for a little while, and then it begins again. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So it's, like, it's like being on a great holiday, and then it then it then it's, oh next destination. <laughs> okay, you know. It's that's that's what's exciting about it. And I think that's what's empowering is when we understand the whole unfolding process, it's exciting when we've had our moment to rest, you know, that pit stop and sort of, wow, I did that. Here I am, the view and mm-hmm. whew, look at me and look at what I've done and look at where I've come from. But you actually get excited when it begins again, when that moment of fear comes and that fear is that signpost going, Hey, you're about to grow again and get past your current comfort zone. Would you say that this is where most of us get, um, I don't want to use the word stuck, but it seems like I have to for lack of a better one. This is where a lot of people get stuck. And I, again, I'm going to use that word flatline. Happens to the best of us, you know, happens to everybody. It's just how quickly then do you learn to understand it and move through it? That's because it's a little bit like having a double elastic band around us. You know, so you've got an elastic band holding you to your current comfort zone. You know, your capacity for for what you'll sort of allow, you know, in your life. But then you've got that other elastic band that's that's drawing you to that aspiration of change and growth, you know, beyond that into a, the, the up-leveling. But... You can imagine as you start to up level and you get closer and closer to where that current comfort zone boundary is and you're about to break free of that, that first elastic band is really tight, you know, like really trying to pull you back is one analogy. But what's actually happening is the unconscious is actually guiding the subconscious. Now, the subconscious is designed to go yes, yes to everything that you directed on. Okay. So, for example, in our unconscious, that's where all our false stories, beliefs, and non-truths exist. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I don't know enough, right? I don't belong. They're all false stories. Now, they feel very real because they trigger the emotional body. So it feels real, but we need to understand it's not. They're our false stories patterns and beliefs. But if we don't tap into and understand that that's what's happening, it's designed to pull. So the subconscious is going, yes. So, you know, you start to grow and then it goes, okay, but you know, you're not deserving. You're not worthy. The unconscious is the subconscious goes, oh, okay. So we'll create an experience for you to respond by that. Shall we? Yes. (laughs) Um, But We've also got the superconscious mind or that voice of knowing, power and potential that goes, no, they're non-truths. They're false stories. The truth is, if you're a part of all that there is, then you're filled with power and potential. You are capable. You do know enough. You are worthy. Now, the thing is, people will get caught there because it's designed to create excuses rather than understanding that. I, I say to people, you know, 
I help you get back into the driver's seat of your life because if the unconscious is ruling, then that's driving. Would you put a child into the driver's seat of your vehicle? No, no. But literally that's what we do. So, you know, part of the process is the understanding, okay, so that's coming from my unconscious, it's a non-truth. Okay, I've got to get past my comfort zone. That's why it's feeling really uncomfortable. Okay, in fact, the longer you stay there, the more uncomfortable you actually feel remaining in that spot. So it's a little bit like, you know what, a couple of things here. You've got to put that into the passenger seat, lean in and start driving yourself, like going on a road trip with an annoying passenger. <laughs> but people get caught there and they go, oh, I've got to go back into my past and I've got to heal that and I've got, no, you don't. There are some things that keep coming up and yes, you need, you need to heal it and integrate it. But more often than not, you also just need to put it to one side with understanding of the process that you're in and what is actually happening and then start fueling the voice of knowing, the super conscious mind, the I am, I can, I will, you know, the will, aligning thy will with the divine will, my will with the divine will, and just go, you know what, if I actually keep taking action if I keep feeding that part of that superconscious mind, if I keep aligning to that, if I keep building that muscle, eventually those other voices are going to quieten. And to put them in the passenger seat, you must have listened to them. And that's all anything wants is to be acknowledged, heard and understood. Does that make sense? My question is the practices. Is this something we do every day? Do you help your clients on with... Um visualization, meditation practices, affirmation, is that basically what it is or something more? Okay. Oh, it's that and more. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, I, you know, a lot of my clients will say to me, oh my gosh, that sounds so simple. And I go, well, we can complicate it if you like, but it actually is simple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a little bit like, you know, if I typed, if I got into my emails now on my laptop and I typed you an email, and I press send. That's really simple. And within seconds, you receive it across the other side of the world. Seems really simple process, isn't it? But what's going on behind is quite complex, isn't it? If you think of the technology involved. So a lot of the practices I get people to do, to learn, to, to create new habits are all very simple, but there's a whole lot more complexity of what it's actually creating in the background. So to me, you mentioned meditation. Meditation is the absolute key and foundation of all change. Remember I said about plugging into the, the power source? Yeah, yeah. That's what meditation does. So meditation, yes, everyone knows it's, it's relaxing and 20 minutes meditation is equivalent to four hours sleep and it's de-stressing and all the rest, but it's so much more. In meditation, we learn to become the witness and we learn to command our mind and our spirit. Um, and we learn to turn inwards and turn our vision back inwards so that we can learn to also then witness ourselves and our behaviors and our thoughts and our emotions. It taps us into that voice and aligns us to that voice of knowing. So it does so much more. It grounds us. It, so to me, that very foundation absolute foundation of doing this journey and of change is meditation. 
And from 30 years of teaching people to meditate and witnessing the process, everybody says when they stop meditating, everything slows down or their growth slows down or their, you know, it, it is the power source to keep us charged and energized. And, you know, the thing is we also need to learn to understand what our own energy feels like. So everyone talks about empaths. And, you know, I was an extreme empath, but everyone has a level of that because we're all energy beings. But if we don't learn, and I started a four-week meditation group that I'll be doing monthly, and I've got one woman on there in America who's, you know, saying to me, I've never, ever, in all the meditation practices, I've never heard this. So looking to learning how to clear our energy system so we get to know what what does Kay feel like? What does Valeria feel like? What does my energy feel like? And then you can become aware of when outside energies start to encroach, to influence you and impact you. That's very empowering because a lot of thoughts and feelings that we have are actually not of our own. Yeah. So yeah, med- meditation is a powerful practice. Then there's, you know, you say affirmations. A lot of people have said to me over the years, affirmations don't work, Kay. And I'll go, I know, and I'll tell you why. Generally, there are too many of them. You know, so everything's about the power of it. If I want to hit the bullseye, I'm going for the bullseye, not all the circles around it, yeah. you know. Right. Going straight for the, for, the, for the heart of it. So people use too many affirmations, and in the end, that waters it down. And then they use too many words right? So again, it waters it all down. So here's here's the thing. I am is very powerful. And the I am is that divine source within us. So anytime you use the word I am, but here's another thing, we're going to power it up again. We're going to choose because again, it's about, you know, the power of change is in our hands, right? So I choose a life I love. Therefore, I am living a life I love. I choose to be a globally successful coach and healer. Therefore, I am living as a globally successful coach and healer. I choose to be trimmed and toned, strong and flexible. Therefore, I am trimmed, toned, strong and flexible. See what we're doing to the brain as well. I'm choosing it. But that, that's the stake in the ground. I choose this right? It's like using the word voice of knowing. It's a, it's an absolute. I choose it and then we flip it into, so therefore I am it. So then the I, I choose it and then I own it. You said something interesting to just now about, I mean, everything you're saying, it just makes so much sense. The energy clearing, that is so true. A lot of thoughts that we have, it's not our own. And I have experienced every day almost and kind of surprised me. How is it done? Is it possible to actually hire you from another country? Uh, you're in a different location and to help us with this work, let's say people here in the United States. Oh, definitely. De- like I said, that I do a four week meditation group and that one's really inexpensive because I want that for everybody because it is the, the heart and soul of change, you know, the foundation. So yeah, I've got one woman in America because I do it on Zoom. Then I've also got, you know, a 12-week program that you can do one-on-one coaching with me or the group. And I keep the group coaching programs small because I want everyone to have the, the support that they deserve. So eight women maximum in that group for the 12 weeks. 
And I call that the launching pad, you know, and that really is about getting back into the driver's seat of our life and creating the change that you aspire to. And and everything I do in the work that I do, it's about helping you to know how to become your own motivator. Because you know what, it's great when you're with someone that motivates you, but do you notice then it's like people that go to these weekend events and, oh my God, I'm so inspired and I'm, <laughs> that's it, I'm changing, I'm growing, <laughs> I'm done. And then it all fizzles off yeah. because if we don't know how to self-motivate, then we are completely dependent on that external source or person. So everything I do is about leading women back into their own empowerment, you know, so that they can continue to create change themselves um, and be supported in the process. And um, yes, I've got the meditation um, group online, so that can be global. And I've got my one-on-one coaching and then I've got my group coaching. And I also do my shamanic healing work. And that can also be done over something like Zoom or or Messenger or um, yeah. And that that's powerful because we do soul retrieval work and all sorts of different stuff to get people energetically aligned. So there are some things that you can't talk through to create the change because if you've gone through something that feels really traumatic, for example, um, part of your soul consciousness will leave the body and part of your energy and soul consciousness can be held by that other person or that circumstance or time frame. So no amount of talking through that will can shift it. You need to reclaim that energy and reintegrate it back into your system. So that's where my shamanic healing work comes into it as well. Yeah. And for those who don't understand, don't know what that is, okay, what is shamanic? Why this word? Okay. Well, it's probably the... Describe it. People relate to it like the Native American medicine man, or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but again, you have to have a foot in. But sh- the shaman has a foot in both worlds, and no one chooses to be a shaman. You, the true thing is, you you are called into it, and then most people will be called into it, kicking and screaming a little bit because of that fe- deep feeling of responsibility. Until until you surrender. <laughs> That's true. And I recently have made a beautiful new friendship with a woman who's been trained, you know, in the, in the jungles and stuff. And she said when we met, it was like meeting an old friend because um, although my journey's been a bit different and I haven't been trained out the jungles, I've been trained in the here and now and and all the same sort of journeys and rituals and realms to experience done on my own. But she's done it with a master shaman. But the same thing, she said, oh, my God, kicking and screaming. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, until you hit that moment of surrender. But I digress. So a foot in both worlds. We're very present in the physical, but able to journey through the spiritual sort of realms, able to actually track um, where people's energy is being held and being stuck and able to bring that back and create that reintegration process. Um, And some people do it through all different varying means. So my other friend, you know, she works actually with the the elements of of plants. Um, Me, I work with sound. So I work with the shamanic drum, the rattles, the Tibetan singing bowl, a crystal singing bowl, the tincture bells, bell and dorge, and my voice. So I can sing energy to people, through people, and out from people. And then I work with the energy that actually flows through me 
um, and works with people. And it works because energy um, knows no, you know, time or space. I can actually work remotely with someone. Um, I had a, a woman that's been coming to me for coaching and also healing for 15 years. And um, um, bless her, she goes and tries other modalities, which I encourage as well, you know. Yeah. And then she always keeps coming <laughs> back to me, not UK, which is really, really lovely and honouring. But, of yeah. course, with COVID, she could not come to my house. Obviously, if you live in Perth, you can come to my healing room and, and we work that way. And she was unable to come and needed a session. So I'm like, great, we'll just do it over. I think we did it Messenger or, or Zoom. And it was equally as powerful. And that's what I do. I actually track, it's like a rewiring. Um, so I had a woman who came to me and she was very broken and had been for some years. She'd um, been in an abusive relationship and um, he attacked her in the car and she was knocked unconscious. This created a lot of health issues for her, post-traumatic, anxiety, depression, um, sleep deprivation, unable to sleep and a, and a lot of health issues for her for years. And she was seeing a counsellor and all the rest and she finally found her way to me. She put the money down because she knew, she, you know, to lock herself in because sometimes people will then sabotage and she tried to um, and eventually she came. So I honoured her for that, you know, because it, there's that fear level. And in one session, um, she was off her medication now this, you know, results different for everybody, but she was so ready to heal. But, you know, all the wonderful practitioners she'd gone to had all played a part in her healing process, but no one was able to retrieve the energy that was trapped with that experience and also held by that particular person. So it took the shamanic healing work for me to be able to track that, reclaim it, and then reintegrate it back into her system. Uh, that sounds incredibly good to me, if I had to use a word. And you don't have to believe in it to experience it. So, you know, I've had so many people come to me going, and I'll open the door or I'll get on the phone. They go, I don't believe in what you do. And I go, great, <laughs> you don't have to. Awesome. Right. You know, why are you coming to me then? <laughs> oh, because Mary at work? I don't, you, she's changed. She looks amazing. And she's, you know, and I, and, and she said, she's seen you. And I asked her, what is, what do you do? And she goes, well, I can't tell you. You just have to go and experience it for yourself. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, that's what I love. You don't necessarily have to believe in the spiritual or the, the you just have to have the experience. Yeah, we need to want to be healed, right? Okay, is that openness? I want to be healed. I wanted to experience joy. I wanted to be healthier. Yeah, and the healing takes place not because of me. It's a, it's a combination of three things. It's the individual, and as you say, their intention for for change and healing. It's it's the client. It's me, and then it's the divine. The more I hear you speaking of these methods and how they work and everybody else that I talk to, the more I feel compelled because I have experienced myself a lot of these healing methods and I know how powerful they are. And I wish more people would just join this uh, wonderful journey of self-discovery, really. It's not going anywhere outside of themselves, but getting deeper within themselves. 
I'm trying to get my husband into it. <laughs> He's seeing a healer tomorrow, so that will be an interesting. And I'll keep you in mind too, okay, <laughs> just in case that, if that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And this is why, you know, in the beginning when you said, who am I? And I'm like, I'm eclectic. You know, <laughs> I, I know when I've been asked, especially when I was in my, my late 20s and I'd be asked to give a talk. And, um, I, you know, they'd, they'd book me over the phone because they would have heard about me and I'd knock on the door <laughs> and they'd, hello, who are you? And I'd go, I'm Kay. And their jaw would drop. And I go, I know, I don't look the part, you know, I don't have feathers, you know, tied in my hair. I've got this mop of thick blonde hair and, you know, and that's what I love because I love to surprise people. You know, I'm a women's leadership and life coach and I deal with that realm, but then I'm also this shamanic healer as well, you know, and this is that element where I was talking about integration. There are all these different aspects to us, you know, I, I used to love to ride motorbikes. I had a motorbike, wow. Wow. you know, but I can but I can put on a suit and turn up to a networking event, you know. Then I could wear some beautiful bohemian kind of clothes and then I can, you know, all these different expressions. I love to dance. All these different expressions of who I am and they all have a right to live and express through me. You know, I don't have to fit into some sort of a, a mold. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. And I love that. <laughs> um, I love that. You are life itself. You know that. It's not anything apart from life. It's scientifically proven that the universe exists within us. Right. right? Beautifully said. Too. So yeah. then, then I, I am the trees. I am the animals. I am fire. I am water. I am air. I am, you know, I, I am, I am. There's that I am. I am all that I am. So we're almost at the end. I have a few more questions for you. Before I ask them, would you like to add anything? You know what? The, the power of change is in your hands, whoever's listening. You know, it's in your hands. And you, it is your birthright, your absolute birthright to live a life you love. And not according to anybody else, but according to you. And it is your birthright to live with joy, happiness, abundance, health, connection, support, all of it. So don't choose anything less than that. And that if you need help, we all need help and support, then invest in yourself and do it, you know best money I've ever spent and invested into myself is other coaches going and having energy work done myself and, you know, all of that. Like, it's great. I can go out and I love to buy a new outfit and, and all the rest of it. But, but the, that's money spent that's, that's enjoyable, you know. But the inner work and to expand and open up your whole world and your sense of well-being about who you are that's a true investment and we can't do it alone. So I have two more questions for you. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? No. You know what? I'm living the life I love. I've got beautiful relationships. I've got incredible female friends that, that have my back and allow me all my humanness and 
I've got wonderful male friends around. I've I've got a beautiful family that's um, very connected, beautiful grandchildren. You know, one of them I'm only 15 weeks old. Um, I get to do the work that I truly love. You know, I live in a beautiful home. I'm sitting here in my office and I'm looking at birds flying around and the gum trees and I can walk to the river. Yeah, I'm living nowhere, which is the now here. So right now, it's perfect, you know. My last question, what are three things about life you know for sure as of now? That change is constant. Nothing's designed to stay the same. That, you know, I've said this one before, but the truth is beyond the shadow of the belief system. You know, so peel away the layers. And that life is really quite magical when we allow it to be. It's meant to be magical, mysterious. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be magical and mysterious, right? And that every can I can I add in a fourth? Yes, sure. <laughs> that everything, absolutely everything, Valeria is actually about love. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your inspiring presence, um, your wisdom, profound wisdom, your mission, your message, your work, your words, everything. Thank you so much, Kate. Oh, thank you, Valeria. I've loved the conversation and thank you for having me on. Where can we find more information about you, your work, services and future projects? Sure. Go to my website, K-A-Y-E-D-O-R-A-N-K-Doran.com. Now on, on there, there's a, I've just turned um, my Power Up Your Life workshop into a free resource. So, you know, download that and it's got three videos to take you through it to help create change and uncover some limiting beliefs and stories. I've also got um, under resources, some three meditations there. If you want to start you know, utilizing the meditation. And you can also find me on Facebook under my name. There's a women's group on Facebook you can join called Rise and Shine Women uh, or under Inner Expressions on Facebook. But, you know, I'm, I'm a very open person. I do this work because I love it. So if anyone wants to ask any questions, reach out to me. You know, I'm, I'm very open. For me, everything's about connection. Wonderful. Thank you so much again, Kay, and we'll talk soon. Bless. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Kay Doran and her work, please visit kdoran.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.